talk about it because it is still a win and there were some good things that happened in that game rich how are you feeling though uh about the preds right now because we put a twitter question out uh right before we went live tonight for episode 86 and it's what is the biggest storyline so far of the preds season open open range it can be anything and we've gotten a lot of good responses on Twitter, we will share some of them. Yep. But Rich, how about you answer that question first? What is the biggest storyline for you so far this season for the Preds? So far, um, I would say Forsberg. Um, is he going to be here? Is he not going to be here? Um, he's playing amazing right now. Um, he's definitely, you can tell he's in his contract year. Um, I hate to say that, but like, He's really playing really well, and every game he has that's good, uh, like you, I think you tweeted it out, uh, David Poyle is probably sweating bullets because he knows that the the money is going to have to be raised every time he scores a goal, every time he has a game-winning goal in OT like he did against the Canadians. Um, yeah, I just – one day I'm, I'm on the fence about it. I'm like – why would he want to go anywhere else? He's he's always been here. They're they're building things in in Nashville. You know they're 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 working towards a goal. Finally, they're not just trotting the same team out like they have for the past three seasons. But then the next day, I'm like, why would he want to stay here? Um, mm-hmm. They 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 couldn't get a goal against Boston. Um, every goaltender it seems like they face has 
the most awesome game ever and it just gets old after a while so yeah still on the fence about it i don't know it's it's it's, it's kind of crazy it's a really tough it's a really tough position to be in right now for david poyle uh so what you're alluding to as far as the quote that i tweeted out from david poyle <clears throat> from 2014 and this was when this was in the aftermath, the direct aftermath of David Legwand being yep. traded to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, and I remember, I know Rich, you weren't really following, you weren't following the Preds at all yep. at that time, but uh, I remember it clear as day. Uh, <laughs> it was a very 50 50 split opinion on trading away David Legwand at that time. I will not compare. David Legwand at that point in his career to Philip Forsberg now. And when it comes to that, it's apples to oranges. David Legwand was getting towards the end of his career. But the comparison, for comparison's sake, it's more about getting the most out out of your assets so that you don't lose out on an unrestricted free agent. And so this is the quote. This is from ESPN. This is the article. This is from 2014. And I I stumbled across this uh, quote today, and it really like gave, possibly gave me a crystal ball into maybe what David Poyle is thinking right now if he still has that same thought process. So this is what David Poyle said about the whole reaction to trading David Legwand, who was the original Nashville Predator draft predator. pick. Yep. He was a beloved player. He still owns all the major franchise records that we're going to talk about later in this episode because a lot of those records are about to fall. We'll talk about that later in this episode. But uh, here's the quote from David Poyle during that time in 2014. Quote, I certainly didn't like the fact going back a few years, the Ryan Suter situation when we didn't get anything for an mm-hmm. unrestricted free agent. We need to try to manage our assets. And so the question I naturally ask is, is David Poyle thinking the same thing about Phil Forsberg right now? And that's a it, very uh, fair thought to have right now. Yeah, it, it seems like it, it's like a carbon copy of the same situation. Like you can't. I mean, it's hard to judge. I mean, we don't have any inside track, obviously, but like it's hard to judge what Forsberg has going on in his mind and what Paul has going on in his mind. I mean, like you mm-hmm. cannot absolutely under no circumstances can let him walk away with nothing in return. Like if he yep. decides he wants to go, it needs to be hammered out and, and we'll, you know, we'll figure out a trade and, and get some, get something back for him. But he absolutely cannot just walk. If he walks, this this fan base will be on fire. I mean, they'll, they'll, you want it'll be yeah. unbearable. <laughs> well, I mean, it'll just be like a travesty. So, what worries me is that you're going to get to the off season, and let's say the Preds hold on to him past the trade mm-hmm. deadline because they're playing well, they're hanging around a playoff spot like they're doing right now, and then you get to the first round of the playoffs like you did last season, and mm-hmm. then you just get knocked out again, and then you lose Forsberg for nothing. Is that yep. first round playoff appearance going to be worth it? Hell no. 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 No, we've, we've had plenty of those. Exactly. So that's <clears> why David Poyle is in this hard situation. So when, when I asked the question, what's the biggest storyline? I totally agree 
with that as being an answer. And uh, Rich, you had some people who totally agree with you on that. I'm going to share yeah. some of the comments right now. Uh, yeah. Lindsay, who always gets in on the episodes with us, she said, other than Forsberg, how strong of a bounce back season Duchesne is having oh, and yeah, also absolutely. Yossi Norris caliber season. Yes, Lindsay. Those are two other Both. additional <laughs> storylines that are very – those are the other, arguably the other two that you can say are as yep. big. And so very good comment there from Lindsay. Uh, Boyd, yep. who's our good friend, Boyd, who's part of Penalty Box Radio mm-hmm. and is a really good Preds follow shares so many good insight things and, and comments on the Preds. Said the yep. biggest storyline is Duchesne's resurgence. A close yep. second second is Forsberg's future. And third for Boyd would be Johansson's return to four. That's true. That's a good point. Absolutely. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Zach, Zach, who is another regular contributor and, uh, participant in the podcast uh by the way big shout out to zach who just got married yep zach we are so happy for you it was the night of the game the canadians game or the day of the canadians game he said he got married at two o'clock and then watched the preds win at 10 so that's awesome that's very big congrats to zach on getting married, and also seeing the Preds win on the same day. That's a really good day, if you ask me. So uh, happy for Zach. Zach said the biggest storyline for him is how important it is to re-sign Forsberg. And then uh, Barry V, who also is uh, very active on Preds Twitter, Mm -hmm. gets in on the conversation and says it has to be the play of Duchesne and Johansson. So we're a little all over the board here. Uh, but most people think that it's Forsberg. Uh, yep. Max Greenberg also says easily the Forsberg Grandland Duchesne line. Oh, I don't yeah, remember ever. I don't remember ever seeing us have a line that good. Jofa line included. He's got so, a point. Uh, He's got a point. Good point. They there. look really so, good. Really good question there that uh, brought some good responses. What is the biggest storyline of the season so far? If you're watching live right now, don't be shy. Comment yep. in the stream and let us know. We'll share Absolutely. it. Uh, let's let you know what else we got in store. So we're about to react to the Montreal Canadian, the win over the Montreal Canadiens. Should we be impressed by that uh, win? We're about to preview the week ahead that the Preds got. Uh, I feel like this is a chance this week ahead to kind of string together some wins, dare I say. I feel like this entire week, so. you should. It, it's on the road. They got road games. But I feel yeah. like they got a four-game road trip working right now. But yeah. I feel like this four-game road trip, they should be able to uh, to have some success here if they, if they want to be taken seriously. Yeah. They need to have – some success, some serious success in these yep. next four games. So we're going to preview the week ahead. We're also going to discuss some Preds records that are getting ready to fall. Some long-time Preds franchise <laughs> records. David Leguan. A lot, of them, a lot of them owned by David Leguan, who has held those records 
for a long time. And nope. we just talked about Philip Forsberg. He's the one that's hunting down a lot of those records. So uh, we're going to focus on that, talk about that. We got Kyle Perkins joining us for Monday's edition of Perks Picks. Perks he will join Picks. us here in a few minutes uh, to give us his edition of Perks Picks. We have no idea what his picks are this week. It's yeah, always a total surprise. It's always a total surprise. Yeah, so I haven't talked to him we'll today, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm sure he's got something good for us. And then we got some NHL quick hitters. NHL quick hitters to round out episode 86. We are presented by DraftKings. We are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. So, opening face-off. Should we be impressed by the Preds beating the Montreal Canadiens? That game was not an easy win by any means. Nope. The Preds won 4-3. to three. The Preds were trailing in that game, and it was not looking pretty for a, for a good portion of that game. They figured out a way to win in overtime. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. But, Preds, you don't earn a cookie for me. You don't earn a gold star. You don't earn any kind of bonus points at all. I was not impressed at all by that performance. Yes, Philip Forsberg got the game-winning overtime goal. Yes, they did show some fight. They didn't give up. But you're going against the Canadians. They are so irrelevant and not a good team. <laughs> so I'm not impressed at all. Yeah. Uh, no Am I gold being too star? harsh? No. Am I being too no. harsh, Rich? You're absolutely not being too harsh. No gold star for me either. I was talking. I was actually talking to my wife after the game. Um, well, my actually, all my my whole family, we all watched it or whatever. And I was just like, I was like, it, it never should have gone to overtime. And they're like, but it was a win. It was a win. And I'm like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Canadians had up until the other night six games. That is all they've won all season. Six games. And one of those and six wins of the, is a beatdown of a, the Predators. A huge beatdown by the Predators. And I think I'm becoming a, a jaded fan. I just want – I expect so much out of them because you see what they did um, with the shutout the other night, and you just expect that. And then two nights later, Boston's in town, big game. And they can't even get a goal. And it's it's so up and down, well, and they're so inconsistent. I will, I will tell you, Rich, Yeah, and I, I think you're going to agree with me here because you were at the game, yep. and you know the Boston Bruins very well as well. Yep. I feel like the Preds actually played a better game in a loss to the Bruins than they did in a win against the Canadians. I would agree with that. I do, I do agree with that. And, and uh, Swayman had a really good game. Um, he got the shutout. You know, uh, it's good. You know, it was tough because he actually faced um, a season high 42 shots by the Predators. So, mm -hmm. well, up to that point, the Canadians game, they had 44, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he played a really good game. But I was just like, I really enjoyed going to the game and it was a lot of fun. But I was just sitting there the whole night and I was like so disappointed. I was like, yeah, one goal. I just want to see one goal. And I didn't even get that. And I was like bummed out about it a little bit. And then just, I, I'm just getting to where I just expect them. I want some consistency. That's all I want. Yes. Well, they ran into a really hot goaltender. Swayman definitely yep. played an outstanding game. 
Uh, I'm really not. I'm more impressed by the Preds in the loss to the Bruins than I am in the win against the Canadians. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. You don't even have to ask me twice about it. But yeah. what worries me more is that the Predators don't – you can't trust them. And you wrote a good article about it on Predlines about saying, is this their true colors? And I'm right there with you. Like you, This is why they're not a viable playoff team, even yeah. if they make it. Now, of course, we have a lot of games left this season. So they can completely change this narrative and maybe we'll feel more confident about them. Let's we got Zach getting in on YouTube here. Zach, who just got married. Congratulations again to Zach. He says it's like they take one step forward, two steps back. I agree with the Canadians game. It's like they had multiple opportunities against the Bruins and couldn't close it out. Yep. Yes, Zach. We appreciate you joining in on YouTube with us. And I totally agree with you, Zach. Uh, it says they should beat <laughs> – Zach says they should beat this year's Montreal team nine out of ten times, in my opinion. Yep. Well, Zach, you would like to think that. Yep. But over the last two games, it looks more and more like if the Preds and Canadians played in a seven-game series, it would go to seven games. I mean, it's and amazing. That's, and that's the criticism I have right now for the yep. Predators is it shouldn't be that way. But, you know, no. and but then you look at the Bruins game and, you know, I feel like they played a lot better, even though they lost and they were playing a much better team and they ran into a really good goaltender. And so, a be- actually, and a better goaltender. Like Swayman, he, he's a really good goaltender. He's yes. definitely better than than uh, Jake Allen. Um, and that's and that's what is so frustrating is because they had 44 shots. They, you know, they did get some goals, but the goals they got were hard fought. Like you think about the one Luke Cunning got, it was right in front of the goal, right in front of the net. He had to fight to get it. Um, the one that Tanner Janot got was a redirect. Um, who was the other goal? What was the other one? Um, Talk about was, the Canadians game? Yeah, in the Canadians game. Yeah. So Tolvanen's goal. It was Tolvanen, the first goal. That was a redirect. Yeah. Like no, no straight shots into the net. Um, you know, these guys can shoot. Yeah, it was a very choppy choppy game. game. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I mean, you take the win, you take the two points and you run with it. We're all well and good with that. But we're starting to think like, okay, are the Predators just the same team they were last year where they're going to hover around mediocrity and maybe they'll make the playoffs again. But this is why the Forsberg situation comes up because Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, if you hold on to him, is he really going to take this team to the next level? Probably not. So it's better to trade him at this point. And when you see games like the Canadians game, that's what makes you think this team is not ready to handle the big boys yet. It's just not ready. No. No, I agree 100% with that. So I was looking got, that – In my opinion, article. real quick, Rich. Oh, yeah, before, go ahead. Before you go ahead real quick, in my opinion, the Preds have one – impressive win against the quote-unquote heavyweights. Do you want to guess which win I'm talking about? And it was a while ago. Which one? The Minnesota Wild game. Oh, yep. Yep, you're right. That's the only impressive heavyweight win I'll give them. Okay, no, you know what? Scratch that. They've got two. I'll give them. I will totally give them the Calgary win as well. I I totally forgot they beat Calgary at the very beginning of November. 
encountering to be two. So I'll give them two against heavyweight quote unquote teams this year. I'm not going to even count the Anaheim game as an impressive win because I think Anaheim's going to fade. I think that they're I think so too. They're 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 outperforming their expectations much like the Predators are because they're another young team, the Ducks. So I'm going to give the Preds two high quality impressive wins this season so far. The Minnesota yep. Wild win on October 24th, so going way back, and on November 2nd against the Calgary Flames, they won three to two. Other than that, I mean, I guess you could say St. Louis was kind of an impressive win, but I don't trust St. Louis. Uh, you can no. say that the Dallas win was impressive. Dallas, okay, I, I rethink that because Dallas is suddenly playing really good. They've won like six in a row, but these, this is all going back like three weeks ago. What have the Preds done lately to give you any type of confidence? Not a lot. Not much. Not at all. Um, yeah, it's, it, it is kind of like it's back to how it was last year. Um, you start when they were when they had the, the little win streak going, you know, you started to get some confidence and you're like, hey, these guys are looking pretty good. And then they go back to the win one, lose one. And it's like you, you just it's like you said, you can't trust them. So um, I was looking up some stats. So if you take if you take away the losses against the Montreal loss, the Chicago loss and the one, the Kraken loss. The the eight other losses, they gave up 33 goals. They only scored 13 in those losses. Ooh. That's massive. So they got you we all remember the beating they took from uh, Colorado. That was a 5-2 loss. Um the the Golden Knights, that was a 5-2 loss. They just can't they just can't do anything against the the better teams. They're just outmatched. Yep. I mean, they just don't. They don't have exactly they don't have an elite player other than Roman Yossi. And I would say, you know, before the season started or like when the stretch was going, I would say that Saros was teetering on eliteness. Um, he was playing really well, but now he's he's kind of worrying me a little bit, um, letting in some things mm-hmm. he maybe shouldn't. Um, so yeah, like yeah. Yossi's it. I mean that that's it. You know, so what you're, the other guys what you're saying, well. so, so what you're saying, and I, I, I'm right, I'm, I'm right there with you, is they are just another average team right now, average NHL team. I, yeah, I think they're so. going to get some I wins. Mean... They're going to get some wins. They're they're not going to be as bad as Arizona per se, but. What they're showing us right now is they're a very mediocre to average at best team. They're going to beat some teams on certain occasions that aren't that good either. But when it comes to playing the cream of the crop, they're probably going to get exposed. And uh, and that's kind of where we're at right now unless something changes – and now we ask ourselves, are we okay with that? As long as that means that the team keeps rebuilding, I am okay with it because my expectations were low to begin with. So I'm yeah. not going to get my hopes up and think this team's going to somehow miraculously go deep in the playoffs just because they're in third place right now in the division or wherever it is they're at in uh, early December. I'm not going to make that suddenly make me feel like they're going to be a a viable yep. playoff team. I think that there were, were poised. The best case scenario 
for this Pred season, in my opinion, is that the, is that they make the playoffs for an eighth straight year, which is impressive. But mm-hmm. once again, they lose in the first round. And I'll give them high marks for that because this season was billed as a competitive rebuild. So if you make the playoffs in a competitive rebuild season with a lot of young players, I'll take that as a win. Yep, I would too. Um, I guess, yeah, so my expectations were the same as yours. We talked about it a bunch of times. I was, you know, low, not, I wouldn't say totally low, about mid expectation, I guess, expectation wise. But um, then they started winning. And then I guess I got my hopes up. I guess that's what it was because now I'm, I'm a little disappointed, but I need to put my expectations back down where they are um, until they can get. Yeah, I, I don't know. Until some guys can start scoring other than, you know, Forsberg and Duchesne and well, those guys they need. It's, some, it's not some, even about guys, certain guys scoring. It's about yeah. showing up against the legit teams. Yeah. That's the measuring yeah. stick right now. And right That's now true. the measuring stick says that the Preds cannot beat the high-quality, legit teams in the in the league. They can't do it. So that's kind of where we're at. We've seen that throughout the month of November. That's what November has taught us for the most part is that against the teams, they can't hang it. So Lindsay says here, let's share Lindsay's comment here on YouTube. She says, I'm not sure if I would give them the game versus the Flames. The Flames really outplayed them, and Soros was the reason they won it. Mm. All right, Lindsay, that's a good point. That is a good point. And Lindsay yep. is a Flames fan, but I she do is. somewhat – I do remember that game now, and that was one of Soros's games where he decided to say, you know what, I'm going to put this team on my back. And we all know UC Soros is capable of doing that. Yeah, It's just a matter of when is he going to do that and can he sustain it through a playoff series is kind of where the Pred ceiling goes. It's a little scary. To think about, but Lindsay, that is a really good comment there. We appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. I kind of was having a hard time remembering that Flames game. I just mm-hmm. remember the Preds one and two, and I do give them credit for that's an impressive win on their resume. I'll give them that one. Other than yeah. that, I give them the Minnesota game, which was early in the season and a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost a month and a half ago. Other than that, yeah. you have to really dig deep to find any type of really imp- super impressive wins. You yeah. know. So that's well, kind of where we see that's where we see the Preds right now in this early going. Well, I mean, even against even against Boston, like Boston, they're not playing like totally great like they have in the past. They didn't have Brad Marchand. Their coach was even yeah. out for the he had, yeah. was on COVID or whatever. But they they could have you know they're probably playing at the same level when the predators are playing good, they're probably playing the same level and they just couldn't finish it out. But like, when you look at the schedule, like the four games on the East coast, the Rangers, that's, that's going to be a tough game. That'll well, be let's tough. get into it, Rich. Let, yeah, let's let's get into our that. next sec. Let's get into yeah. our next segment. Let's preview the week ahead for the Nashville predators. And that is the upcoming schedule ahead of this week. The Preds have, Three games this week. So, somewhat of a light week to only have three games in seven days. That's a little bit of a light week. They got two days off before they play Detroit 
tomorrow night on Tuesday or tonight, if you're listening the next day, yeah. uh, they play Detroit for the first time this season. And I feel like that's another game similar to the Montreal game where, all right, Preds, let's see if you actually want to be taken seriously. If you're just another average team. Yeah. How do you Detroit, feel about the Detroit game, Rich? They have a, they have a very similar um, record uh, as the Predators. They're 13, nine and three. They're actually fourth in their mm-hmm. division. They've got 29 points. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly – it's going to be one where it might be a struggle for them. Um, you know, they struggled against the Canadians, and, you know, the Canadians have only won six games. So, um, that might be a tough game for them. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't watched any Detroit games at all, so I'm not really sure. Well, so – the, the thing about the Red Wings is they've got your uh, rookie phenoms for them right now. No, oh, yeah, they got they got Lucas Raymond, who is just tearing things up right now as a rookie. He's got ten goals on the season. He's lead he's leading the Red Wings in points with twenty two points as a rookie, and they've also got another rookie who's doing great for him. Uh, Moritz Sider has 17 points for them. Yeah, so they've go. got two rookies who are in the top four in points. They've still got Dylan Larkin, who is a outstanding centerman, top-line centerman mm-hmm. for them. Lindsay says that is going to be a trap game, isn't it, the Red Wings game? It could game. be. Yes, Lindsay, it feels that way. It totally <laughs> it feels that way. Right. And it's on the road. And the Red Wings are playing with some confidence right now. Uh the Red Wings are actually in fourth place in their division with a 13-9-3 record, yep. 29 points. So they are playing very well. So yep, they are. that's, that's going to be a test. I will tell you. I, but yeah. All right, so I come out of the Montreal game not being impressed. You know yep. what would impress me? If the Preds yeah. go in on Tuesday night and – I'm not saying they have to beat the Red Wings five up nothing or four to one, but go out there and play a pretty dominant game. Take care of business. Win the game somewhat comfortably. Treat it like a business trip, and get out of there. Yep, I, I will be impressed by that. But if I see all this self-inflicted wounds, making dumb mistakes that lets the Red Wings have an easier time then it's going to really validate how I already feel about the Preds, which is that they they shouldn't be taken seriously when it comes to being a any more of a team than they were last season, which is, okay, they're going to lose in the yep. first round again. Yep, I agree. They got, to start winning, they got to start winning games like this against teams like the Red Wings. Yes. Coming up. Absolutely. And then, at, and then after that, they have the Islanders – which is a team that is a mess right now. Yeah, I think that's going to be the trap game. Uh, Zach Zach says on YouTube, they need to go into Detroit and dominate on the boards. No lollygagging. Absolutely, Zach. So, when you think back to the Columbus game and how dominant they were, every pass was crisp. Like, they didn't turn the puck over very much, any that I can even think of. Like – Bottle that up and do that every night. They were so up for that game. Like, they jumped on them early, 
and and then you know do that every night. I don't understand why that doesn't happen. But I think this Islanders game is going to be could be a trap game because I'm not as of last week the Islanders hadn't even won a game in their new building, so um, I think they're probably going to be looking to try to make an example of the Predators. They are a mess though, like you said, they've only won five games, so. Um, we'll see what happens. I don't know. So the, makes me a little nervous, too. The Preds had a three-game winning streak the second week of November. They beat Dallas, St. Louis, and Arizona in a four-day stretch. And then since then, they've lost 3 nothing to Toronto, 3-6 to to Montreal. They did beat Anaheim 3-2. to We did the watch-along episode for that one. Oh, that was fun. Then they lost 5-2 to two to Vegas. Just a complete mess. They beat New Jersey, which I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then they lose 6-2 to two to Colorado. That they was... turn around and beat Columbus 6 to nothing. It's just like, yeah, like, what do you expect out of this team right now? I don't know. Yeah. Lindsay said they need to be ready to play and not play down to their opponents. Well, that is their M.O., Lindsay. unfortunately, that was last year. <laughs> well, let's talk about the Islanders game for a second. You just said that's a trap game right there. Well, so the Preds have already beaten the Islanders this season. Yeah. And at true. the time, it looked like an impressive win, but the Islanders are a mess right now. And they're even somewhat – there's some rumblings I come across today that maybe some fans want Barry Trotz fired up there, wow. which I think is crazy. That is insane. That is like insane. It's, yeah. Why but, would you do uh, that? The Islanders are a mess right now, so you don't know what to expect out of the Islanders either. The Islanders play a very similar style to the Predators. They're very rugged. They mm-hmm. don't have a lot of, of offensive talent, but they are a very sound defensive team. So we'll see if the Preds match up with the Islanders well. And then you get the New Jersey Devils again this Friday. So that's your three-game road trip uh, this week. And then on Sunday, you play the Rangers to round out the four-game road trip, I should say. The Rangers are a really good team. I The Preds are a hard underdog in that game. Oh, absolutely they are. Yeah, so uh, Definitely. The Preds are getting their Eastern Conference uh, matchups out of the way right now because they've already played Montreal. They've already played Boston. They play Columbus. Mm-hmm. They've only played one Western Conference team since November 26th. Oh, so yeah. they, they've been playing a heavy <laughs> Eastern Conference schedule uh, lately. But you got to take care of business. You got to win. I think they got to win three out of four in this road trip. I agree. I know that's that asking a lot. I, I know that's asking a lot, and that's kind of a lot to say and ask for. But if you want me to take this team seriously, you need to win three out of four coming up here. Yep. Yeah. I'll accept. I mean, I'll accept the loss of the Rangers. I'll accept that. Yeah, they should Let's definitely see. handle the they, Islanders they, and the Devils. They got to yeah, start so. building some winning streaks here if if, if they're really going to be taken seriously. Yeah. They just yeah. I don't know. It's it's just like it just seems like they don't get up for the games, and I don't know why that is, but. That it's it's just inconsistency. It's one game, and I keep talking about the Columbus game because it was so awesome. But like, exactly how they played is how they should. That should be their benchmark for what they're going to do every night. Mm-hmm. And it's just they come out and they're flat, 
turnovers, um, you know, bad passing, and it just it's frustrating. Very frustrating. Yep. So we'll see if they can they, we'll see if they can start building more consistency this week. I feel like this is a really good week to do that for them. There there's some winnable games this week. You don't I look agree. at the opponent other than the Rangers game. You really don't look at the opponent and think, okay, I'm scared about this matchup. Like, yes, the Red Wings have have some really good players, and the Islanders. You got to think they're playing pissed off, and they're going to figure it out eventually, maybe. Yeah, but, that's what I'm worried about. Come on now. This is your week where the Preds can – you know what? They can show something this week. They can play their game and get three out of four wins, build some momentum before they get back into the Western Conference part of their schedule. Yep. Zach said the Islanders are a disappointment so far. I was honestly expecting a deep playoff run for them. Yeah, I was too. Yeah, definitely. Um, they could still turn it around though. They could. All right. The Blues did it. <laughs> All right, so this is episode 86 of Catfish on Ice with Chad Benton and Rich Howe. We appreciate you joining us on YouTube. We appreciate Absolutely. you downloading the podcast the next day. Can't thank you enough to all of our listeners for supporting our podcast. Uh, let's get into the next segment. Before we do that, we are presented by DraftKings. And football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. We've got Monday night football going on right now. Uh, it's snowing between, there? Looked like it was yeah, snowing. It, that weather up in Buffalo, well, let's just say it fits perfectly for Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, so, guess what, NFL fans? We have an awesome offer being offered on the DraftKings Sportsbook app for you right now. Right now, you got the Patriots and the Bills playing on Monday Night Football. It's an 11-7 to score. <laughs> Patriots are winning. But uh, in the snow, in the wind, guess what? The latest no-brainer from the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers wow. who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with the promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. And $1 wager is required. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER and restrictions do apply, and if the fantasy, if the sports book is not available in your state, you can still use daily fantasy to have a lot of fun as well. So go do that with us right now. <clears throat> All right, we got Kyle Perkins joining us not too far from now. He will be getting in on the action. He will join in on our next segment when he joins, and that is Perks picks, Perks picks. Yeah, the Blues Clues Perks picks. That's it. So we have some Preds records that are about to fall. And David yep. Legwand, the original Nashville Predator, has owned almost all of these major records for a while now. 
Because David Leguan was Mr. Longevity. He yes. got drafted and played. He actually did not play the inaugural season for the National Predators. It took him one season to come up. But he owns all the major franchise records. Goals, games played, game-winning goals, assists, points. Owns it all. I'm telling yep. you, those records will not be standing at this time two years from now, maybe one year from now. Possibly they, one. They, those records are on borrowed time, finally. Yeah, finally. You look at on the National Predators website and they have like team history and they've got the career leaders and like like you said, the first four things, five things up on the up on the pictures are, are him. Like yeah, dominating I mean, he, the career leaderboard. He was, he was Mr. <laughs> David Leguan was Mr. Mr. Longevity. He he played with the team up until the 2013-14 season. And then he, as we alluded to earlier, he was traded before the trade deadline to the Detroit Red Wings. At the time, the Preds got back Cali Yarncroke and Patrick Eves. Patrick Eves never really did anything for the team, but Cali Yarncroke did. He sure did. And it ended up being a really, really great trade because David Leguan did not really stick around that much longer in the NHL. And as hard as it was to trade a beloved player like Leguan at the time, it was a business decision and it made sense. Yep. So now you naturally ask yourself, is it a business decision to trade Forsberg? But let's talk about these records. And it really is interesting because I tracked this. I did my math. I put my math hat on. I I <laughs> looked up Forsberg's goal pace right now for this season. Yep. And if he continues on this goal pace, there's a really good chance that he could actually break the Preds franchise record for all-time goals in the stadium series game on February 26th against the wow. Tampa Bay Lightning. Now that the stars would have to align for that to be perfect. I'm just saying that so, right now his goal pace exactly puts him bullseye on that game. So I'm scanning your your article you wrote for Predlines about this. So he's 22 back. Yeah. So 22 will get break him it, to break it. 21 break. to tie it. And All if right. he go off his current goal pace, <clears throat> that's when he would break it. Now do we really think he's going to keep up this goal pace? Maybe not. But even then, that's still almost a full month before the trade deadline. So yeah. there's even a more likely chance, and this is really going to be ironic, is if he sets the Preds record and then gets <laughs> traded. Oh, that'd be horrible. That's kind of that my whole horrible. thinking behind this, looking at these records right now, yeah, is yeah. – for, now, if Forsberg signs a long-term deal, oh yeah, then, then he's going to build that record up really high, and he's going to hold that record for a long time. Mm-hmm. But he I might agree. barely break it, or he might just come up just short, and Legwan's goal record lives on. I mean, it could happen. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah. What I don't do see anybody happens, else. Rich? What do you think I, happens, Rich? Do you think well, Forsberg breaks it before he gets traded? Man, it's so hard to tell. 
I want him to, obviously, but man, I just I'm just so nervous about them right now. Um, it just it seems like it's not going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard yeah. to tell. But I was going to say uh, real quick, I don't see yeah, anybody on the team currently who, if Forsberg doesn't do it, who will do it. And, and if uh, they do, I, I, I it would take a really way. long time. It would. Maybe that's what Thomas I'm getting either. at. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's true. But that yeah, would take a really do. long time. And that's way too soon to say that right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But other I mean, than him, there's several years. Yeah. Other than him, there's no one on the current team. So yeah. Legwan's record could stand for a long time if Forsberg somehow does not break it before he gets traded. Yeah. And that's yeah. the only way Forsberg doesn't break it is if he gets traded. He's going to break it this season if he doesn't get traded. Well, if he's <laughs> if he's wanting to go somewhere else and we just don't know about it yet. And he keeps playing like he is because he wants to impress whoever he's going to be working for next. He might break it. Exactly. <clears throat> he might That's break it ahead of time. Too. So, let's not know. overlook Roman Yossi here. Roman Yossi is actually even more in the driver's seat to set a new record, broken to break David Lequan's record. And that is assist. Mm. Roman Yossi is only 14 assists behind Philip Forsberg. No, that'll that's go this like, year. I guarantee that's it. the cakewalk. Yeah. So Roman Yossi will be your new all-time Preds assist leader. Yep. Almost certainly at some point this season. So that's yep. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That is. And then so that's great. Uh Forsberg, let's see, there's some other ones here though, too. Well, you had Yossi for um points, all-time points in your article. Yeah. Um he, he, oh yeah, to, Yossi. Yo, well, just because of longevity and stability, you expect yeah. Yossi to be around for a while. Mm-hmm. And he, so he is, if you look at the list for a lot of these records, he's going to keep shooting up these lists. And I, I don't see any way that Yossi would not be the all time points leader. Probably, probably by the end of next season. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you have in the article, um, he will pass Marty Erat this season. Yes, for second. Yeah. Okay. So, and then, and the next season would be the year he could take over all-time points. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. That's and then awesome. your all-time shots leader, which I know that's not a big-time record, but still yeah. interesting, is Shea Weber. And Yossi has a really good chance of breaking that record. This season, Yossi's oh, yeah. already got 104 shots this season, or he's 104 shots shy of that record, which he should easily amass yeah, I would think so. with the remainder of this season. So, sure, yeah, a lot, of rec- a lot of records are going to fall this season. A lot of franchise records are likely to yep. fall. Um, so that's your prediction, Rich. You, think, you seem to think that Forsberg is going to be traded. One 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 day I, I do and one day I don't. I just it just depends. It just depends on how they play. Like I would if I was him and they're they go on this streak where they're really bad like they were last season for the first half of the season. If I was him, I would probably want out. I, I hate to say that, but 
Like he's he's getting you know yeah. his age is is he like is now his prime is he in his prime now or is he like over his prime a little bit you know it just depends and if he wants to you know move on and and look for greener pastures i think you know it's uh definitely could be in his future so well 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 look who it is how do fellas? all right we get Perks, picks, we, perks, well, picks. well, 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 oh, well, well. Look who just decided to join the party. <laughs> so I went to the wrong meeting. Well, a, That's why I wrote five. you and said, uh, where are y'all at? Apparently I was going to one from the beginning of November. <laughs> so, whoopsie. Oh, uh, uh, so, uh, Kyle, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. So, Kyle, you were literally... Uh, Will Smith in that uh, meme that everyone likes to share where he's in the room by himself and no one's there? Yeah, that's pretty much. Lindsay says hi, Kyle. Yeah, I was waving at him. Oh, awesome. All right, so Kyle was a month late on uh, his podcast invites. Yeah, so we have a – so our message, okay, we'll our, our DMs, you were in the wrong DM. Yes. I think is what it was. Gotcha. It's a very understandable mistake, and it's okay. So, uh, Kyle, we were talking about – we want to get you in on this. Just talking about it. You probably were hearing it before you came on about these uh, records that are going to fall this year possibly. And, of course, it might come down to a photo finish depending on what happens with Forsberg and if he gets traded. But do you think Forsberg breaks David Legwand's all-time goal record for the franchise? Or do you think he misses out just before he gets traded? How many more does he need? He needs 22 to break it. Ooh. And I did the goal. I did the math on the goal pace. And if he stays the exact goal pace he's on now, he's in line to break the record in the stadium series game. That's Ooh. if that I mean that would take like perfect like yeah. stars aligning and the pace stays exactly the same. I'm just saying I found it interesting that that's exactly the game it puts him at. And you got to take into account, you got to take into account if he is looking to go somewhere else, he's going to be looked to impress his next team. Well, he's already done that. Well, I'm just saying he's going to make it even, he's going to make it even more. Like he's going to do even more. Yeah. Yeah, So we'll see. So how many, how many goals will that put him at at the end of the season? Well, he's got 189 career goals, and the record's at 210 for David Legwan. So he's got, what, how many goals does he have this season? 11, I believe. So, I mean. I know he's had 10 of his last 10 games. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's got 11 goals this season. So if he scored another you know, put him 22 goals to break the record, I mean, that's only 33 goals. I mean, that's – that's kind of in line with what he's done his entire career. Uh, So I think it's possible, but it's very close. It's very close. But before, will it happen before the trade deadline though? That's the question. Exactly. Well, the trade deadline is March 21st. So, I mean, he's got an extra month after his pace, what he's on now to break the record. Yeah. I'm saying come to, it could come down to he gets traded right before he breaks it is what I'm saying. It could happen. Yep. It's it's definitely a possibility. He's got 11 right now, so that would put him at 33 goals, 
which is one away from the single season record for the Predators. Which is so sad. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad that that, that total's so low. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, is crazy. Ugh. So, but, uh, I mean, it's right, doable. Fun stuff. It is doable. Uh, I just hope that he doesn't break the record and get all this glory for breaking the beloved Dave Leguan, the original National Predator record. And then he gets traded. It would be like the ultimate, like, like salt in the wound almost. It's like, oh, you own our all-time record, and now you're playing for Vegas to help them win a cup. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But uh, I could see a team like Vegas swooping in and grabbing him or something. I don't know. That's just – that's my fear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe they would – he needs to go to an East Coast team. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, a team that's going to really want him at the trade deadline is going to be one of those teams who feels like yeah. they're literally just one goal scorer away from making themselves a cup contender or a, a, a cup winner, not a cup contender, a cup winner, because mm-hmm. he might be a rental. If you snatch him up, he's a rental, possibly. Mm-hmm. The classic rental player, because you don't know what he's going to do when he hits free agency, so... Those are the type of teams that are going to be looking for a Forsberg, shopping for a Forsberg, is we could use a Forsberg and his scoring to put us over the top. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to need to be a team that has a pretty decent amount of money because <laughs> he's going to want it Well, if he does go well, somewhere. Well, they don't have to have money to, to make well, the trade true. necessarily. It would be if it's they, about a rental. Right. They might just want they might there's teams out there who might be like, hey, we're gonna rent him That's for right. this playoff right. run. Yep. We'll we'll toss some prospects or whatever you are a depth player to Nashville to get him. Uh we'll see. It's gonna be yep. weird. No, I'm not liking it. I don't like the uncertainty. No. I, It'll be a That's what I don't sad like. Sad day. It'll definitely right. be a sad day if that happens. Look at this. Look at this right here. What she said. Forsberg to Calgary. Do you, do you need Forsberg in Calgary? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. <laughs> Lindsay, no, I, Lindsay, stop trolling us. I know, right? That's that messed up. Although, there's a lot of teams I would hate seeing Forsberg play for more than playing no. for Calgary. That's true. You're right. Yeah. I, yeah. All right, Only if we get Rajiapani in return. <laughs> you heard it here first. Lindsay says that Forsberg's going to the Calgary Flames. All right. Let's get on with Perk's picks here. I, we, me and Rich have literally no idea what he has nope. in store for us. Sometimes he gives us a little bit of a hint in our not, private not today. chat. But not today. I literally have no idea what he has in store yep. for us. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm uh, really, really interested to see what he has in store for us. Well, you're going to be really excited about the first one, and that's Guess Who's Back. Everybody's favorite, Matt Luck. Ben Ben Harper. (laughs) He's your BFF, Kyle. Don't even lie. I even even broke out the new cannon today. I Uh, saw it. I'll hang out. I I think Kyle and Ben Harper hang out on their days off and their best friends. You love him so much. What was it, the Harper, Yeeter – 10K Ultra. Ultra. <laughs> so apparently that gun is actually something they used to shoot 
projectiles into space with. So oh, there you go. It's technically yeeting Ben Harper into space. So that's definitely better than the other one. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, <laughs> yeah. Kyle, we at least don't feel like I don't think Ben Harper is gonna start on Tuesday no. against the Red Wings. He's purely a depth call up, right? They're going on this road trip and they are afraid, you know, the, the way that co <laughs> between COVID and the way this team plays. You, it's high likelihood you're going to lose somebody, especially among the bottom two pair defensemen. So mm -hmm. uh, you look at how physical Benning and Boro have been lately. That's, yeah. I kind of worry about it almost. I love how they're playing, but then again, it could go south in a hurry. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you've got Especially, you've got Ben Harper. You've got a Ben Harper there in case you have to insert him in for a banged up Borowiecki or Benning or uh, yeah. I mean any of them really the way they're playing. So uh, yeah, that's mm -hmm. a that that's really what it comes down to. I'd say if the odds are if one of them's going to get hurt, it's going to be Borowiecki because did you see his last fight? He like was just swinging. Like he didn't even have a hold of nothing to hold on to. He was just he was throwing both so. hands, and then he just yeah. picked the guy up and body slammed yeah. him. Yeah, so he he'd be the one I would think that might get hurt, but who knows? And it was funny almost because he was protecting Trennan. Trennan yeah. had just trained a guy, and here comes mm -hmm. Boro to take Trennan's fight. And Trennan's yep. like, I wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, that's that's what I think that was. And Luff uh, has played well in Milwaukee, so I think they're just like, "Hey, you've you've done well, so go up and see the big show for a bit." Uh, yep, I don't have a problem with that. No, no I, I I really don't see either of them getting very much ice time. Only if somebody gets hurt. Um, the starting which leads the starting line the starting lineup, especially your forwards, they seem it, barring any injuries. Your your top your four forward lines seem pretty set in stone right now. Yeah, that that is actually the next pick, and that is consistency. Okay. They have had the same lineup for probably the last three games in a row now. <sighs> no they way. <laughs> they haven't moved anybody really since Forsberg's came back. Um, <laughs> And it's working out well. It's just, it's really surprising. And I, I really wasn't expecting this because I was looking at this, these statistics for one of my other picks. And you wonder why he, Hines is leaving some of these lines alone like he is. And sitting here at one, two, three, around 10th and expected goals for is the line of Cousins, Novak, and Tomasino. Mm. In the league, he saw 10th. And the reason they're there is because John Hines has saw that those three guys have a little bit of chemistry together. They might not be putting the numbers up yet, but they're doing the work. And therefore, their expected goals are – they're going to start hitting eventually. Yep. Tommy Novak has had so many goals. Oh, right. That were, Two Including the last game. Yes. Yes. And he's he is doing everything he can as a young player. 
And I couldn't be more impressed with him. For a guy that I knew nothing about, You, I never see a play was, happen. Yeah. Talk about, a, talk about a prospect that was flying under the radar. Yeah. Coming into the mm-hmm. season. Like there's, there's not been very many plays or actually any plays where I was sitting there watching the game and said, Tommy Novak messed that up. This was caused by him doing something wrong. I've, Mm -hmm. I've yet to say that it's like, you know, he could have maybe been back a little bit quicker or something on the four check or something like that. Or maybe he seemed a little timid from time to time, but that's gone away. Now he seems comfortable and, he just he's not making a lot of mistakes. He's playing solid hockey and he's doing what a third, fourth line guy should be doing. I don't mm-hmm. know if his ceiling's higher than that or not, but he's functional where he's at and he looks good with cousins and Tomasino. Yeah. Cousins yeah, I really love a lot more shots too. That's good. I really good I really do love the consistency with the lines. This is something that the Preds have been dealing with for like three seasons now going back to laviolette going back to (laughs) laviolette there was no consistency with the lines it was volatile it was uh no chemistry whatsoever a lot of times and you're i don't want to jump ahead too far because it might be another one of your picks but the the duchene grandland forsberg line dare i say is one of the best lines you can ask for from the Predators in a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll go ahead and go to that one because that's one of my other picks. <laughs> so we'll go well, ahead and go there. Great minds think alike. Great minds think alike, Kyle. They are seventh in the league in expected goals for. Um, and that's behind P- uh, lines like Mangiapane, Backlund, and Coleman. Uh, Gensel, Crosby, and Rodriguez, Tuchuk, Lindome, Goudreau, uh, Rupe Hintz, Pavelski, and Robertson. So that's that's the company these guys are in. They're one of the most elite <clears throat> top lines in the NHL. Uh, you could put them out against about anybody. And you've got that's... you've got Mikel Granlin just serving up goals on a silver platter and that's nothing to take that's nothing to take away from philip forsberg but forsberg's been completely honest about it been like look this guy granny over here is like setting myself up for it and i'm not having to do that much work yep you know like i mean which i love that from a superstar that's one thing about forsberg is he is so team first yeah class all the way I love that he's throwing – like after that Columbus game, he threw all the credit back to Grandland, mm-hmm. and I love that. Yeah. That was so awesome. Yeah. Um, my friend Sean C. Smith from over at uh, Renegades of Puck and on the forecheck, he brought it up on one of the last episodes of Renegades about uh, somebody had brought it up to him. Why would Forsberg want to go to any other team that doesn't have Mikhail Grandland? I love that's that. That's a very good point. That That's Look, one thing that we can hold on to, that maybe he will stay here because mm-hmm. of that connection he has built with Grant. Yep. I mean, Chris. you look at the numbers he's putting up since they've put yeah. that line together, yep. and it's, it's, it's a really impressive. good point. Yeah. Chris, uh, Grandland, Chris, Mason, Chris Mason called yeah. him uh, Granny Apples, which <laughs> that was kind of funny. 
Yeah, yeah Phil was calling him the Granimal. He did. I, I, I saw him calling him the Granimal. That's an awesome nickname for Granlin, the Granimal. He is, yeah. I mean, he's just, the way he, his ice vision, man. I mean, he's just like, and, he knows exactly where to put the puck. Yeah, to, and if you to, look at that, the, the game-winning goal in OT against Montreal, that pass was, I mean, it was yeah. between a defender and and the goaltender, and the goaltender easily could have poked that away, but he just threaded the needle, man, and got it right to Forsberg. Right Straight where he needed through it. the crease, you couldn't ask yep. for any. Nope. That's not something we're used to seeing watching Nashville. That's something – No. That's something you see with like a Matthews and a Nylander yeah. or a, Absolutely. a Crosby and a Gensel or a McDavid mm-hmm. and Dreisaitl. And especially or, especially the angle he hit it from, he was kind of a little bit lower. and he Yeah, he was. It, shot it right in there. It was gorgeous, gorgeous goal. So uh, that uh, Granlin's leading the team in points right now with 26 points. So, uh, yeah. Um. Expected goals per 60, that line is actually third in the NHL. Oh, wow. Behind, behind Gensel, Crosby, and Rodriguez, and Bunting, Matthews, and uh, William Nylander. So that's a pretty good company to be trailing. That's that's crazy. That's, as they used to say, that's that's walking in tall cotton right there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that, that right. line right there, that line right there might just be enough if they can all stay healthy to carry the Predators back into the playoffs well, for the yep. eighth straight season. Well, you have a, a legitimate top line that the other team knows they have to put their best defenders out. They have to put their checking line out. They can't let up against that line. But the thing is, you've got and this this is going off into left field. <clears throat> Dan Hinote, the assistant coach, I've talked about him before. When he got hired, he uh, he brought it up that one of his things was he wanted this team to work for a full sixty minutes. All four lines are doing that now. They are pushing. They are forcing their way down and uh, doing all those type of things. Uh, Forsberg said the other night after the game that we're just going to keep coming at them until they're to- too tired to play against us. <laughs> and that's Dan Hinote's style. That's what he said he was going to make this team do when he came in as a coach. So I think he deserves a lot of credit for that as well. Uh, just that attitude of we're just going to run you in the ground until you get too tired and we're going to take advantage of you. Mm. Yep. So – that's the, the predator next... way. That we're getting back to the predator way, right? Which is uh, outworking the other team. Um, but they actually they have a little flash now too with this yep. uh, with the with the granny line. They have a little bit of both. They're still the hardest working team out there. That's going to hit you in the mouth. But now they got a, a legitimate top line that the other team has to worry about. Yeah. So on to I have to do at least one prospect thing a week. And, oh hell uh, yeah, we love it. Larue and his World Junior Championship snub. I saw that today. Yeah, I don't think I he's love, real I pleased. love the tweet. I love the tweet he put out. Did yes. he say? Do you remember the tweet, Kyle? Exactly. Oh, I saw it. Kyle I can, got it. 
I can get it real quick. He said something along the lines of, oh, that's okay. I'm going to make them pay or I'm going to make them uh, yeah. regret it. It was something along those lines. He, yeah, said, he said, I think I deserve to be on the list. I'll do th everything in my power to make them regret this decision. That's what it was. It's that's something it was, that's yeah. beyond my control. I can't really say much more about it. Yep. And he just goes out and scores <laughs> the day that they tell him, hey, you can't be on the list. Although I do yep. think it's more of a uh, a PR worry for them than it is anything so else. Too. That sounds... They're worried he's going to go and just mow somebody down and it's going to be bad. I'm not, I'm not, off. I'm not seeing this, uh, that tweet on his main profile though. Did he? No, he did. He doesn't tweet. Okay. This is from an interview. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. From, right. uh, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember if I saw a tweet or if it was somewhere else. I can't okay, remember where sense. I saw it, but yeah, I saw it and I was like, yeah, you tell him. These younger prospects, they're smart for not tweeting. Like that's oh, the, that's, the yeah, last, that's the last thing they need to be worried about is being all over Twitter and and uh focused on that. So absolutely. It, this this is uh the whole interview is in French. So yeah. <laughs> it is by a gentleman named Guillaume Lepage. So I'm gonna have to your French accent is very. Your Kudos French accent you. a little work. Uh, Guy yes. Lepage? <laughs> is it I'll Guy Lepage? Uh, I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to have to try to find a Google Translate on this and maybe read it because it's apparently the article's about him and Scott Nickel, um, the Preds uh, Director of Development. So oh, that awesome. could be interesting. Yeah, good Gotta for him. Um, well, so Kyle, Kyle, well, real quick before we get to the next bit, Kyle, you made the prediction that you think that, well, maybe not a prediction, but you did say that you would not be surprised if LaRue makes a, sur a surfacing onto the Preds lineup at some point in the season. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, when you look at what a player needs to develop into to make, an NHL roster LaRue's skill set for what he's going to do in the NHL is pretty much there. Uh, take for example, Tomasino Tomasino. He needed a couple more years to put on a little bit more size to get a little more speed. LaRue's a brick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, he he's there to hit people, tick people <clears throat> off, uh, and chew bubble gum. Yeah, and he's all out of bubble gum. And he's all out that, of bubble gum. That so he's he's there to kick butt and take names. So that's that's not really a skill you can hone. Uh, it's one of those things you're kind of born with, most likely. Yeah, that's funny. So exactly. yeah, it wouldn't surprise me in the least to see. And him. Ellie Tolvanen, you said Tomasino, but Ellie Tolvanen to that same degree, another prospect who had to really round out his game, yep. even though he had so much buzz coming around him. Right when he was drafted, everyone was saying, what a steal that the Preds have made by taking Ellie Tolvanen so so late in the first round. And even a player with his skill set, 
he was still a very raw player. Whereas, mm -hmm. like you said, Kyle, LaRue has a lot of those intangibles that you can't teach that are just already in him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all uh, to see him come up for a game or two. Like I said, there 10 games he can play before it burns a year off of his entry level. So, if my prediction is if the Preds are out, like, for sure, they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, bring him up and let him play a few games. So what's the worst yeah. that can happen? Fans would love that, too. Um, oh, fans would love it. It would put at least the ones who know a little bit about the situations, that mm -hmm. would make me more apt to go see a game <clears throat> when the season's out of hand already. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I went to a preseason game this year just to watch prospects play. So, right. Well, I think uh, this fan base is actually really starting to pay attention to the prospects this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would you, hope so. We've got some exciting guys coming through. The you pipeline. noticed, you noticed when during the prospect, I noticed anyway, during the prospect showcase, I had never seen so much interest from casual fans mm -hmm. in the prospect showcase until this past see this past year of it. So I think a lot of your casual fans are fully on board with the fact that this team is pushing reset a little bit. What complicates it is is that they're still competitive this year. That makes right. it, that makes it complicated. But I mm -hmm. think fans, for the most part, are fully on board with the fact that we've got some really awesome talent coming out of this prospect pool. And so Zachary LaRue is obviously one of those players. Oh, All right, let's get to your next pick, Kyle. Next one? And that is uh, Luke Cunning. With the Gordie Howe hat trick on yes. this day. Rich's oh, Uncle Gordo. That's right. Um, I love to see it. You know, uh, Cunning's another one of those guys that's putting in the effort. He's playing on this line with Johansson and Tolvanen. Uh, they've looked good. They just can't score for some reason or yep. another. They just can't get it in the net. And then Cunning ends up with an assist, a goal, and a little bit of fisticuffs on his old birthday so scrap congratulations yep. luke on that i i really wouldn't have picked him to be the one to get a gordy this year uh, well, i he, thought tanner was going to get one about eight times yeah. now <laughs> kind of likes hey. to hover in front of the net though so you know that makes Cunning. that makes other Cunning teams mad a lot like they hate that so you know Cunning is a hell of a scrapper too he sure like, is. Oh, yeah. He is very underrated. If yeah. Nashville has one thing they're best in the league at this year, I think it's throwing hands. Mm -hmm. Oh, for I, sure. I think we've had, what, one lost fight, and that was the Olivier fight. Oh, yeah. Or, or well, no, some McCarran. would Some would say uh, Matias Ekholm. <laughs> but that wasn't that a fight. Wasn't a fair, fair fight. fight. <laughs> he did yeah. get his butt whooped, but it wasn't a fight. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, they uh but, I mean this team is just loaded with guys who can throw hands and just mm -hmm. I mean that's their MO. That's that's literally yep. their identity. And uh that's what's so awesome to see. Again, we'll go back to this Grandland line. They have a little bit of both now working for them. 
they're not just a scrappy team now. Now they actually do have a line that can burn you and score some goals. So now mm-hmm. teams have to worry about both. We're like, oh, we're going up against this national team full of pests and full of uh, scrappers. They're going to try to get under our skin and, and all this. But they also have this uh, deadly line that is uh, potent in producing goals. So that is something that if this keeps like building, the Preds might have something here. If they can have the best of both worlds a little bit, whew, yeah. that, that, that can go a long way. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, on to our next one, and that's this one made me so very excited the other night, and I don't care that it was a deflection. Ellie <laughs> Tolvanen finally got a freaking goal. Finally, and I may Second or may not have got up and danced around my living room when this happened because I love Tolvanen. Hey, he just—I was so happy for this kid. Yeah, and. You you could tell he was like it was a deflection that didn't really count and everybody else was just so happy for him. But yeah, maybe so that'll be the the open the floodgates. Yeah, definitely. yeah, get the monkey off his back. And well, yeah, I, mean, I was I was tweeting for the catfish account and at first I thought it was Ekholm, so I had the tweet already. I was like, oh my gosh, Ekholm scored a goal finally! And then I saw that it was Tolvin, and I was just replaced. Ekholm's name with Tolvanen and send it out. I was like, yeah, so happy for him, man. Like, hopefully, hopefully that'll get that monkey off his back. Well, I mean, Tolvanen, so Tolvanen scored in the season opener against Seattle. Yeah. And then just, not only could he not score a goal, but he couldn't get really any assist or anything, really. I mean, he was mm-hmm. just, I mean, he was putting some assists up on the board here and there. But yeah, I mean, he's a scorer. He is a goal scorer. And yeah. for him to go that long, and have a 1% shooting percentage through that time is just you you got to think eventually it's going to tilt back in his favor. And so mm-hmm. he gets one against Montreal, and hopefully this can be a sign of his luck turn, turning around. You mm-hmm. want to talk about an added bonus for this Preds team. Oh, yeah. They need, they need some extra offense. They've got Forsberg, who's putting up goals. You still got Duchesne. You've got Yossi out there, and you've got Granlin dishing it out. But other than that, I mean, this team still has to dig really deep to find their goal scorers. Mm-hmm. So if Tolvanen can, if Tolvanen can somehow find himself turning his luck around, then I mean, that's going to be a big, big bonus for the Preds. You know who the top three shot takers are? on the team right now. I got to think Yossi's in there. Nope. Or no. Wait, hold uh, no, we'll hold see. on. I had it set to just forwards. It's definitely, well, Duchesne's definitely in there. Yes. Hold on. I, I would say Duchesne and Yossi, but I might be wrong on Yossi, but I, I know for sure it's got to be Duchesne's in there though. Well, this puts one of the, one of the ones I was talking about to the fourth. Yossi, 160. Duchesne, 108. Hmm. Eckholm, 99. <laughs> Tolvanen, 98. Tolvanen's, four, Tolvanen's fourth on the team in shots. Yep. And he's only got wow. two goals. Yes. Wait a minute. Colm is third? Yes. I thought the same thing. I was yeah, not ready hell? to see that number. <laughs> what universe are we living in? 
Yeah. Um, well, you know, he always likes to do that blue line shot from the he blue loves line. That. To, he oh, loves that. He loves to his, just throw. He loves to just throw that puck into the traffic and hope it yeah. pinballs off somebody. It, it worked. It worked against the Canadians. The whole team, but the, really, the whole team does that though. That's like they a yeah. that's their style, it, man. It drives me crazy sometimes. Me too, though, man. Me too. It really well, drives. I'll take Fabro is fifth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on now. So that's crazy. That's yeah. wild. I, I would have never. No, I wouldn't have yeah, guessed that either. Yeah, that that really surprised me to see Eckholm up there, which he's my next pick. You know, he's had three primary assists this year. Two of them were in that game. He had a really good yeah. game. That's the he best did. game Eckholm has played this year, bar none. You got the do it more, Eckholm. I like well, hell, you. Please last... don't make me have to defend myself to Matt all the time. Well, well, <laughs> last season, last season in the fifty-six game regular season. He arguably had one of his best seasons of his career, so yeah. he, it's oh, not yeah. like he's that far. It's not like he's that far removed from having a really good year. It's just he's not. He's but just, there's no sugar. There's no sugar coating it. He has not been good this year. No, no, not what we're used to. For definitely. a second to be a second pairing defenseman and what you expect him to be, he just got a four year contract. That's you need. It right there. You expect way more out of that call. <clears throat> And I'm yep. sure that if you ask Ekholm point blank, he would say the same thing. I can mm-hmm. guarantee you he's not happy with his own play right now. So, you know, I, I think – I do think he's a really great professional and that he'll he'll get it figured out. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully so. He's t- playing mostly okay defensively, but it's still – it's been a shaky year. They, yeah. And you're kind of stuck with him. I mean, I guess you could trade him, but, I mean, I don't think that's something you can really do. So, I mean, you're well, kind of yeah, stuck. With, you're, you're, even if he plays horribly, you're kind of stuck with him right now. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. You just gave him a four-year contract. I mean, yeah, I don't see anybody beating down the door to sign him or to take no. on his contract at the trade deadline. So, no, last year, last year. Him. Last yeah. year, last was. year you could have I mean, definitely if that would have been the time to so, do it. But the Preds, the Preds really need to keep their fingers crossed that he just figures it out on his own, and that this is just kind of a uh, a fluke. These first twenty games or whatever. I, I think he'll get out of it. Um, it's about like the Tolvin thing. It's it's got to break eventually. Yeah, especially with him shooting the puck that much. Uh, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, I would. That's never yeah, that. you, you, that, that's a trivia question right there. And if someone gets that one right, then they are indeed a diehard Preds fan that studies it every day because yep. most people would not ever think in a, in a million years that Eckholm was top three on the team in shots. Mm-mm. No. no. That's so, a problem. That's a problem. I'm sorry. He should not be top three. That My mind is blown right now, Kyle. Yeah, that that just that that hurt my brain. So we'll go we'll go on to the very last one, the best of the best, and that is Philip Forsberg with a F O U R Forsberg. Yes. So now we can officially put to bed that Rocco Grimaldi is better than Phil. Uh, Eric Nystrom, don't be leaving out my guy Eric Nystrom now, Kyle. 
Eric Nystrom sure I... had four goals in a game for the Preds. When was this, though? This is like, oh, God, 2015 maybe, 16? I don't know. Really? I'll look it up real quick. It was somewhere around there. Anyway, we'll go ahead and talk about Phil a little bit. <laughs> He's like, anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Well, well, while you're while you're looking, we'll talk. Um, don't bullcrap a bullcrapper. Uh, right. <laughs> um, Phil, in the last 10 games 2014, played, Kyle. 2014, he scored four in a loss to the Flames. January 2014. Oh, Rocco's. Rocco's was in a loss, too. What do you know? <laughs> That's painful. So, so Forsberg joins Elite Company, Rocco Grimaldi and Eric Nystrom. Yeah. All right, go funny. ahead, Kyle. I'm sorry. Um, in the last 10 games played, uh, Phil has 10 goals. It's uh, a pretty good pace. Uh, you were talking about he's expecting to be up there to potentially break leg one scoring record by the end of the season. Um but will he be the one to lead the Preds in goals this year? It comes There's down to him a, and Duchesne. Him and Duchesne. Yeah. Duchesne's two ahead of him. Yep. Duchesne's kind of slowed down. Duchesne, as we all expected, is cooled off slightly. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's still, that's for, both All right. Ahead. If we're if we're if we're comparing if we if we if we're if, if Forsberg finishes the season. In a Preds uniform, he will easily win. He he will easily be the goal leader for the Preds this season. I, yes. I'm calling my shot. I'm not just saying he'll – I'm not even making a basic prediction like he'll barely – no, he will easily be the goal leader past Duchesne. Hmm. I could see that. He's got – I think Phil has talking, a little bit better shot. Yeah. And we're talking about setting records here. If that ends up happening, then then Phil will break his good buddy Victor Arvidsson's single season record for goals, which is thirty four. So we were talking in past episodes that Duchesne had a good chance to break it. There's even a decent chance that both Duchesne and Forsberg both break Arvidsson's record this mm. season. There you go. It could happen. Duchesne's tenth. Entirely possible. He's tenth in all the NHL right now. That's good. But I think it's so cool to actually see Preds players in the top of scoring races. It is, yeah. yeah. And and Forsberg's nineteenth. I mean, that's and then what's the twenty NHL? Now that we're talking about now that we're talking about records, I mean, you talk about Mikael Granlin pawing up all these assists. I don't even know off the top of my head what the assist record is for a season. I want to say that. Korea, oh, has the record. It, it's either Korea or no, it's Ryan Johansson that has the oh, record. I'm sorry, and he said it not so, that long ago. Mikhail Granlin in all of the NHL is sixth in assists. He's up. He's in names like Victor Hedman, Alex Ovechkin, Connor no, McDavid. Yeah. I'm sorry, oh, it is okay. Paul Korea. I, I was I was right off. So Korea has the single season assist record. Uh, with 54. Mm. Ryan, Johansson had, Ryan Johansson had 50 in 2018-19. So, uh, 
Grandlin's uh, a Roman Yossi only came. Roman Yossi only came up, came up five assists short of tying the record in 2019-20. So I mean, you're getting maybe. I mean, Grandlin's already what almost halfway there. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. If the pace he's going, he might have it beat by Christmas. That's what. That, that's kind of what. That's kind of what made me think about this whole segment going into tonight's episode. Is there are so many records that single Finally, season though. and career records that could be broken this season. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of fun to watch. It's it's yeah. it is fun to watch to see uh, records broken. Yep, definitely. So in the NHL right now, among forwards, uh, goals per sixty. And this this will make our friend Lindsay very happy. Uh, number one, Andrew Mangiapane, with two point five seven goals per sixty minutes. But second, two point four three, Philip Forsberg. Wow, mm. Philip Forsberg is uh, second in goals per sixty. Wow. Yep. Uh, followed by Leon Drysidel, Chris Kreider, Ovi, Troy Terry. Wow, so Phil Forsberg is ahead of players like Ovechkin and Dreisaitl. Yep. I mean, mind, mm. mind blown. And guys, you're, you're that is what – go ahead. I was going to say Kyle's dropping some mind-blowing stats, both in a good way and a negative way tonight. Positive in the sense that uh, of Forsberg, but negative in the way that I still can't wrap my head around Ekholm being third on the team of shots, but I won't bring that up yep. again. But um, all those all those things we're talking about, that is what makes this season so frustrating. These yeah, guys right. are all doing so good. And and we're still in talking about the rebuild a little bit. And is Fordberg even gonna be well, no, there? I don't so want to hear the rebuild term thrown out one more time because it's not a rebuild. Well, if it's you go to rebuild. Red's Facebook, it's still Fire Hines. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. I, yeah, that's I saw that. Well, we're actually day. well. Kyle, let's let's actually use that to get into our uh, NHL quick hitter segment, which you're going to oh, yeah. join us here for. Uh, it's our weekly NHL quick hitters. We cover a couple main topics going on around the NHL, and the and the first one is this uh, coaching firing frenzy that we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Flyers just uh, fired their head coach. Uh, the Canucks just made a coaching change and quickly brought in uh, Bruce Boudreau, who was uh, doing uh, work for ESPN, I want to say, either ESPN or NHL Network, one of those. Uh, so, and, one of the, and one of the greatest uh, gifts out there, him saying, darn, that's the best. That is my favorite. <laughs> is that what I love he said? That so much. No, that's not what he really said. But if yeah, you look at yeah, the he video, dropped he dropped yeah, he dropped a he certain did. word that starts with an F that we're not going to share because we he do did. have uh but the, but the a, gifts we have a younger started. audience yeah. we have a younger audience that likes to watch the podcast and so we're not going to share that certain word but yeah that was that that still was very comical classic um classic yeah but <laughs> did you see that Kyle yeah uh, and then uh, did you also see the uh, canine uh, drug sniffing dog. They decided to drop a big old dump on the Flyers logo. Yeah. Oh, the, I died. The officer, the officer had his dog, and he's like, no, 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 no. And the dog's like, hey, man. Right on the logo. I got to go. I got to go. That is a yeah, perfect illustration of the last two seasons for the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was great. Loved it. 
Oh, and so, you know the the Flyers thing. Uh, if you remember a couple months ago when Leonard started throwing everybody under the bus that's ever oh, done yeah. anything wrong, uh, Van Gogh was one of the ones that he called out for being abusive of his players. So, yeah. 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 And then, of course, the Blackhawks made a coaching change a little while ago. I think we're going to see some more coaching changes as the season goes. I mean, it's just – and then – so I guess we could frame it this way, since we are a Predators podcast. Is John Hines just cushy right now? Is he just chilling? Is he – no matter what happens this season, is he good? He's Gucci. He has nothing to worry about. <laughs> Gucci. Look at you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think he's good <laughs> this year, unless they go on some kind of weird, like lose 20 in a row or something. I think well, come on good. now. That's not how I asked it though. I mean, like right now, good. no, I, I mean, like, good. Oh, good. No is, he what, good? is he good? I, I think he's safe. I, I honestly, yeah. at the moment, uh, with the way the team has progressed, there's been, what two games this year that they've legitimately been out of like you can yep. turn this one off there's not any hope yeah uh, vegas game the vegas game and uh the colorado game, game. yeah colorado game come on that's now. a good yeah, the vegas a, and Colorado. i mean going into the third period they had a chance but that game was still pretty but those games are going to happen through an 82 game season you can't say a coach should be fired just because you lose yeah. to a really good team and you, um, you make a – that's a good point because the way that – we've seen them play well when they execute their game plan, and that's really not his fault ultimately if the players don't execute the game plan like you're supposed to. So, like, if they don't whether, do what he says, then, whether you know. whether Whether fans like Hines' system or not, here's why I think Hines is safe. You might think he's not the right coach for the Preds' long-term future. That's totally fair game. But he is safe because he has clearly brought this locker room together. They play mm-hmm. for each other. They have each other's backs. I don't sense any type of volatility or toxicity uh, from what I see. And they play for each other. And you can see it in the interviews. You can see it in the way they play the game. Um, I even saw it when I went to a, a couple Preds practices before uh, the season started. Um, a couple of the open practices at the uh, uh, Ford Ice Center. Um, I mean, they he's a very much a player's coach, the way he handles himself. And I just – I mean, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. Um, so, for better or worse, I know fans don't like him because they, he's very boring. He's not flashy at all. He wasn't boring the other night. Uh, I can't remember what game it was, but the ref did something. He was all up in that guy's business. Oh, man. you remember I'm that? What game he was didn't that? get fined. Yeah, what was that? Which one was that? Um, um, was it the? Uh, it wasn't the Boston game. Was it Columbus? I can't remember. It, yeah, it was Columbus. He was like every other word was the f bomb. He was like, yeah, I'm yeah, surprised he, he didn't get something because they fined Brenda Moore. Um, like twenty five thousand for yelling at the refs the other day. Mm-hmm. Well, here's another yeah. thing, guys. Here's another thing. He's in the last year of his contract with the Preds. Yeah. Oh, that'll be 
fun whenever so that, that makes that makes it Facebook. really interesting. What does he have to accomplish to get the full confidence from David Poyle to resign from him? David from David Poyle? Have a good showing with the roster he's given. I won't even yeah. say he's got to make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I don't think he gets a long-term contract though either. I mean, uh no, no. I think like a two-year deal, uh, yeah, something yeah. like that. I don't think they're going to be signing him to no six, eight-year. But if no. you, no, if you think about it though, this is his first real season, so he deserves yes. at least and, two and Rich, years. I'm, Rich, I'm going to give you a lot of credit for this. You've been saying this for a long time. Give the guy a chance. He's never yes. had a full normal off season. He came in in January of 2020. The pause happens two months later. And the team yep. was actually playing very well up until mm-hmm. the pause. And then they were six points out of third place that season yep. before the pause happened. And then, of course, they lose in the Stanley Cup qualifiers, and it was ugly, and it was a almost like a waste of time that they even showed up and lost to the Coyotes. And then – and then last season, the 56-game regular season, I mean, you can't count that as a regular season for anybody. And they, the team still made the playoffs and took the Carolina Hurricanes to six games. So and, you can hate – you can not like the guy all you want, but he's still yeah. milking a lot out of this team that lacks a lot of elite talent. Yeah, and he orchestrated a very massive turnaround for that team because they were bad. They were so bad in the first half of the season. Are you talking about when he took over? No, like no, last, last year. Like oh, he, okay, yeah, he yeah. finally yeah, yeah. he finally got them all bought yeah, in right. and on the on the right track. And like well, they were so even, bad. Well even when he took over for Laviolette, that yeah. that that team was a mess. I mean that team mm-hmm. was was yeah. literally a rudderless ship just like floating around with yeah. no direction. And I mean, when he came on, everyone was like, okay, like, just, I don't even know what you're going to do with this team. Yeah. And then somehow they he figured out a way to like string together some wins and pull the locker room together. So there's something to be said about the fact that he, if anything, he knows how to bring a locker room together. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he deserves and a lot of credit got, for that. You've got people like Duchesne talking about, <laughs> that over the summer Hans was calling him every day or so Mm -hmm. just trying to work out how they could be better for each other yeah and stuff like that it's nice I'm not saying he's gonna win the coach of the year trophy anytime soon but as far as developing younger players and developing relationships with his players yeah I'm pretty impressed I think yeah so judging by how this season ends we'll really have a good um, we'll really be able to talk about long-term future. I think where we sit right now in the season, we can't really say, like, yeah. does Hines deserve a long-term deal or anything? like? We don't know that. We have to let this season play out first, I feel like, before yeah. we can say anything about that. Let's get into our last NHL quick hitter of the Catfish and Ice podcast, episode 86 with Rich Howe, Kyle Perkins, and Chad Mitten. And that is one of Kyle's favorite players and he is the this player is the first to really come out and make a really bold decision that's robin leonard who has opted out of the olympics robin leonard is one of the most genuine outspoken honest players you'll see out there and uh it's i respect the hell out of him for making a Mm -hmm. very 
very difficult decision. Um, we'll, we'll start with Rich and work our way around to Kyle. Uh, Rich, what was your first thoughts when you saw uh, um, Robin Leonard I, making this really difficult decision? I say kudos to him because at his age, this probably ain't going to come around again for him. Um, so that is that's tough to to like give up your opportunity to play for your country in the Olympics because you know that's that's a special honor. But you know he he he's right. I mean, what he said is exactly right. He's got to think about his mental health and like they were saying some of the um, some of the uh, what happens if you get COVID while you're over there and like you have to quarantine three, week for quarantine. three weeks. And he was like. That's that would not be good for him. So, you know, put his health in front yeah. of and his family in front of everything else, no matter but, what. But before yeah, before we go to Kyle, me. before we go to Kyle, I just want to share Robin Leonard's tweet. I want to read it. He put this out. Uh he put this out really early in the morning, actually. He put this out at one o'clock in the morning. Uh he put great performance tonight from our team. Have to address. I will not go to the Olympics. I'm very disappointed. And it's a tough decision for me as it's once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Reality is that what has been said about how it's going to be is not ideal for my mental health. Took long time to make decision with my psychiatrist and family. My well-being have to come first. Being locked down and not knowing what happens if you test positive is too much of a risk for me. Sweden will have a great team. And Markstrom is a beast. Hope people understand with a heart. Um, I feel like a lot of players are going to follow his lead, um, and he's just kind of leading the way. Uh, Kyle, how do you what, what, what do you think about it? I think that had to be one of the most terribly hard decisions that he's probably ever had to make, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> because he's he's very proud of being Swedish, and it's you know it's got to be painful to have to say I can't do this. But then again, he's he's doing what's best for him, and I can't fault him for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from what from everything that I've read, it just looks miserable. Uh, yeah, like it's almost going to be like a prison atmosphere for the athletes over there. They're going to be, oh, I'm sure, whole, even if they're not on quarantine, they're basically on quarantine the entire time. Mm-hmm. And for somebody who has the issues that Robin has, mm-hmm. I, I can't blame him at all for not wanting to be put through that and risk yep. going through a relapse of other issues that are caused by his mental health. Uh, and I really think if any player decides not to go for that type of reason, I can't fault them. No. Uh, I can I mean, I had to do quarantine myself with just me and my fiance and our little boy, and it was awful. And it was just ten days. I couldn't imagine three weeks in a especially country. in a foreign country that's with little that's a little bit sketchy <laughs> already, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot to ask. Um, even from an athlete who wants to represent their country and, and mm-hmm. fulfill their dream of playing the Olympics. It's like, that is a lot to ask. And I mean, us three will never understand that because we never, we'll never be in that, that type of situation. But for these athletes, I mean, you want to talk about just an incredibly difficult decision. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, yeah. well, and we've already kind of touched on it, and it's still very much ongoing. The Olympics in the NHL is still very much in jeopardy as it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, all it's going to take is more and more players opting out, and if if cases keep rising, you've got this new variant. All these different things keep happening. Then you've the NHL still has time before they yeah. while they for them to opt out. Like there's a deadline. Can't remember exactly when that date is, but uh, they can opt out. And I mean, none of us are Gary Bettman fans, but we do know that <laughs> Gary Bettman will very likely, if he doesn't think it's right for the league, he he he'll you know he's going to pull the plug on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as I'd like to see it good. in the Olympics, yeah. As much as I'd like to see all. it, I was so excited about it, but you know. Like you said, if something happens, they're definitely going to take care of their season in the NHL before they'll let these guys go to the Olympics for two weeks. Um, I, I don't know. This is a little bit off topic, but have you all seen the uh, Chinese Olympic hockey team? No. And the issues around that, they're, they're uh, being threatened about from the IIHF about uh, – how many of the players are actually not Chinese? Oh, that's funny. I think, oh, uh, how do you, like, where do they what? get them from? Like, they're mostly Canadian. Really? Huh. Yes. Uh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, so they had to, like, put a team together really quick, I guess. The majority of its players, 19, uh, yeah. in fact, are Canadian and have been recruited by China. That's funny. What? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, it says they might not even meet All the right. standards to compete. Huh, that's crazy. <laughs> India's got a hockey team. That's crazy. So, All right. Weird things. So we're, we're wrapping up. We're wrapping, we're wrapping up episode 86 here. Before we do that, we want to tell everyone we appreciate you joining the episode. We yes. will see you later this week on Thursday to react to some Preds games. Of course, I think we have a live game to react to. On Thursday, we will mm-hmm. actually go live for a portion of that game yep. against the Islanders. So stay tuned for that. Um, also, let's do a quick scored update here. Uh, see if anything's really standing out before we wrap up this episode. We've got the Dallas Stars about to win their seventh straight game. What? Uh, watch out for those Dallas what? Stars. That yeah, they're beating the Coyotes four to one. That game's pretty much over with now. There's like a minute left. The Canucks and the Kings are tied 0-0. You got the Penguins beating the Kraken 3-0. Uh, the Senators beat the Devils 3-2. Look at the Avalanche. <laughs> Avalanche piling up goals again. They score seven to beat the Flyers 7-5. And the Capitals beat the Ugh. Anaheim Ducks. That's tough to look at. How about hey? I know he's a goon, but how about Tom Wilson? This dude's having a really good year. He scores his ninth goal of the season in that game. Uh, that's strong for so, him. Yeah, yeah I mean he's nice. and then Ovechkin actually Ovechkin actually didn't have to score a goal tonight. He got two no. assists. So uh, yeah, he did get two assists. So uh, yeah, that's your NHL scoreboard update there. Uh, Preds remain. They're in fifth place now, but it's a very back and forth. So you've got the sixth place, sixth place stars with six points. They're about to be at 28 points. So the Preds are actually going to be in sixth place 
at the end of tonight's action. So, uh, yeah. Oh, well, look at Colorado shooting up there in a second. You've got literally. Who would have thought that? After the start. So, after the Stars move up to 28 points, you're going to have four teams at 28 points and the Preds at 27 points. Hmm. Man, it's so close. So there you have it, right? There you have it with the Central Division. That's the Central Division in a nutshell. Hmm. That's crazy. All right, everyone. All right, everyone. It's been fun. Thanks, Kyle Perkins, as always, for joining us. We always appreciate you. Uh, You always bring awesome news to the podcast. I can't thank you enough. We will see everyone on Thursday for the Preds Islanders. Can't wait for that. Until then, everyone have a really awesome week. Go Preds. We'll see you on Thursday. Always go Preds.